Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast, your go-to source for all things music in the Badger State and beyond. I'm your host, Zach Fell, and today we have a special guest who's been making waves in the music scene. Our guest today is none other than Will Kaiser, a talented musician, songwriter, and soundtrack producer who has been captivating audiences with his incredible music. Will has been promoting his single, Take What You Want, which has received acclaim from none other than Recording Magazine, earning an impressive four and a half stars. But that's not all. Will is also deeply involved in the world of film, serving as the music director, co-songwriter, and soundtrack producer for the unique and captivating project Ed Gein, the musical. This film, which was made 12 years ago, is experiencing a revival tour thanks to its recent distribution by SRS Cinema. Will not only perform original music for the live event screening, but also engages with the audience in questions and answer sessions, making it an unforgettable experience. Very cool. In addition to his musical endeavors, Will has a passion for putting music to picture, which his compositions gracefully locally produce films and earning accolades at film festivals. He even released an album of moody and cinematic guitar pieces during the height of the pandemic, which continues to resonate with listeners. And if that's not enough, Will is also working on a Halloween treat for his fans, a remix of the track Waltzing with the Dead, accompanied by a captivating music video. To learn more about this multifaceted artist and his exciting projects, be sure to visit his website at willkaiser, W-I-L-L-K-E-I-Z-E-R.com and follow him on social media, which you can see down in the descriptions of this podcast. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive into this fascinating conversation with Will on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. So Will, welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So good to have you. So let's take the listeners on a little bit of a origin story here how'd you get into music you know where did you start and how kind of got you where you are today i was a lover of music from my earliest memories um i remember being probably four or five years old and had a you know little record player and my mom's box of 45s and uh i would just listen to music all the time and uh and then you know getting up into uh high school I started playing guitar and, uh, you know, playing with friends and, and things. And uh, it just became a passion. I was like, you know, as a, as a kid, you're trying out different things. Um, and this one just really stuck. And um, it just became, you know, how people, people jokingly say, you know, music is my life, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, I just never, I never fell out of love with music and yeah. Um, always looking for new and interesting music. And sometimes you find old music that's new to you. And yeah, just, just a passion. So is there instruments out there that you haven't tried, but you're curious about maybe learning someday in the future? Oh, interesting. Um, I would, I think as I began my music education on some level, I think it would have been nice to get like some piano um, and like some formal training on piano. I would love to be able to sit down and play like, you know, Beethoven sonatas or Chopin or something. But honestly, that's a, I never really thought about that. So I guess maybe not. I mean, I love playing guitar. I just it's I love it.
guitar is like the next level, you know, around piano, because they say a piano has basically the orchestra underneath your fingers and guitar has got to be pretty close to that as well. Well, it's I think the guitar is an interesting instrument because I think it's one of the easier instruments to start out at, but it's one of the more difficult instruments to be, to excel at, you know, because there's so many different things that you can do with it right um different styles different ways of playing different uh uh you know methods of making noise with the instrument right exactly yeah you see like these people on you know youtube i forget his name but he does this rendition of jump by van halen and he's got you know he uses the guitar as a percussion it's a it's a acoustic guitar electric plugged in but he's got pedals effects and everything yeah you could just make a whole composition with just a guitar and a couple you know effect pedals it's crazy yeah all the stuff that you see these younger players doing now on instagram like the instagram guitar scene you know mm -hmm. you're just like on one hand you're like oh my gosh that's so amazing and then but then there's another part of you that's like I wonder if they could actually do that live and like, <laughs> right? How is it is are they doing that live? Did they record it and then they're kind of like finger syncing it? And you know, there was a lot of um, controversy a while back about some people faking their their stuff. And um, that's the thing about I guess kind of the world we live in now. It's hard to know what's real. Yeah, true, true. And but some some of those you know you think I think and we have to be you know within ten years of each other or so, fifteen years, and just like. The YouTube and the inter and the internet, just the explosion of being able to get ideas from other players or just, you know, tips that wasn't really available to a lot of people as it is now. Yeah. And and with the, like nearly the entire history of music, recorded music being available, you know, on Spotify or Apple or whatever, like it's just it's just nonstop. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, some of the projects you're involved with, like what's one of the projects you had to start with talking about? Maybe we'll talk about Eggy and the Musical because um, we do have a show coming up at the end of October for uh, Halloween weekend in De Pere at the De Pere Cinema, De Pere okay. Green Bay. We've had a, a revival of the film, uh, so to speak. We're calling it our 13th anniversary tour. We got uh, picked up by SRS Cinema, which is an indie distributor that distributes super small budget, micro budget films. So we've been doing screenings starting back in October, I think it was of last year. We signed a contract early last year and we kind of did a show to sort of celebrate. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, let's just keep this going, you know? And so uh, we did another show. I think we did two shows at the end of last year. And then we've done three so far this year. We'd like to, we'd like to do more, but there's just a sort of a small team of us. So trying to prep, places and find places to do uh, screenings is I won't say challenging, but it's it's a lot of work. And so there's that. And what we usually have been doing is I come out and play some some original music and play some songs from the film beforehand. We do some banter and we just kind of have fun. We give away T-shirts and and things and, and just kind of have a, have a blast with it. And then afterwards, we do like a little Q&A. Uh, we're selling merch at the shows and, and everybody just has fun. So it's just kind of a big, you know, it's been kind of a celebration year for the film. So, yeah, I mean, I always knew that it had an audience. It kind of uh, languished for technical reasons for those uh, 10 years. But during uh, COVID, I was like, we really need to see if we can 
fix these problems and, and get it available. So that's kind of what I did during some of the COVID times, found all the all the film files and everything and went to see what we had in order to be able to release something to the public. Yeah. Now for listeners out there that maybe not know the the shorts or the story of of this, can you kind of explain what the what the story is kind of about? Sure. Well, um, if you're from Wisconsin and don't know who Ed Gein is, that might be a little unusual. But uh, right. Ed Gein is it was probably like the uh, the original serial killer, right? Even right. though they're they're really not sure how many people he killed, they know two for sure. So I don't. I guess two makes you serial killer, possibly. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. But um, he had spent many many years before that uh, grave robbing and uh and digging up uh folks for his own um how would you say for his own uh entertainment yes i guess for his own entertainment yeah um but yeah he uh he made things out of their 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 skin and and bones and and uh i i remember being a kid and hearing about ed gain and that he would take people's that these corpses that he would get he would take their skin off and wear it around and yeah he made lampshades and chairs and anyways he was just all around original ghoul yeah um but at some point he started actually killing people and then he got caught uh shortly after that he was a i think he was arrested in 57 um and then um spent the rest of his life in mental hospitals yeah if you don't know ed gein was the inspiration for the book psycho which of course Alfred Hitchcock turned into his famous movie. He was also the inspiration for like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So yeah, he's yeah. he's that guy, right? Yeah, because we have listeners that are not just from you know Wisconsin. Actually, we have people listeners in I think it's over like thirty countries or more. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Sure. So yeah. um, just so those people that maybe don't know the history now, they, they get a little bit of idea who this this person was so the music that is in this now is it all written by you or is it more a collaboration of compositions well it's a collaboration so there are seven or eight parodies in the film so they're parodies parodies of classic sort of musical songs uh, and vocal songs like uh, mona lisa and a few of my favorite things and and songs like that which the writer of the film dan davies uh wrote the film and he was the star of the film okay he wrote the lyrics to the parodies i think he also wrote some lyrics for another one of the scenes uh, which turned into a musical scene i wrote two original songs for the film and then we collaborated on two where he wrote the lyrics and i wrote the music and then i produced all the all the tracks for the film how did you get involved in this what was like the main Thing that got you attached to this film yeah that's i i guess that's one of those just kind of like life coincidences right so i had just moved back here from nashville i had lived in nashville for six years and um i wanted to come back home for a while i put together a project studio in town and i was just looking for clients really i had been producing uh radio spots promos things like that and also doing some music so I walked into this office building of the Davies Russell production company and uh, I just walked in and I was like, 
hey, you know, I'm Will Kaiser. I just, uh, I see you guys are a production company. I have a project studio and I'm just looking for uh, work or collaborations. And they looked at each other like, like some kind of strange magic had just happened. And they're like, we were, we're, we're writing a, uh, we're producing a musical and we were just talking to each other about how in the world we we're going to get the music produced because neither of us are musicians and we don't have a studio and we don't know what in the world we're going to do. We're kind of, uh, you know, out on a limb here. And I'm like, Oh, well, I'm your guy. Right. I can, right. I can do that. But I kind of like, I need to, I can't, Oh, he told me what it was. He's like, it's Ed Gein, the musical. And I just laughed. And uh, I was like, I get it. I need to read the script first. Yeah. You know, you, you know. And so I read it and I was like, oh, there's some good stuff in there. And it wasn't, it wasn't as grisly and uh, reveling in the sort of the, the, the bloodiness of it at all. Really, there was kind of a, there's kind of a heart to it. And when I read it, I was like, you know what this is? This is like a, this is a treatise on crazy. Like, this is, this is like, what does it mean to, to go insane yeah and um yeah it's 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 not what people think it is oftentimes uh we hear that and it's it's interesting yeah definitely so uh once again where will people be able to go and participate in the showing of this sure um de pierce cinema october 28th saturday the the weekend of i guess probably the weekend people are going to celebrate halloween October 28th at the De Beer Cinema. I believe the screening is at 9.15. Okay. Um, but they can go to edgeenthemusical.com and uh, find the dates and all that. And, of course, follow us on Facebook and, and all that uh, to see what we're up to. Great. And then um, you're also, for, since we're talking a little bit about Halloween, it's uh, reading your information that you sent me. You're doing a remix of Waltzing with the Dead. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so Waltzing with the Dead was actually one of the songs that I wrote for Ed Gein, the musical. Okay. And the the mix of the song that's in the film is just kind of like guitar, piano, and uh, my vocal and another uh, female vocal, uh, Miss Megan Owens, is the female vocal in that track. And it works really well for the movie and for the scene. But I, And I always wanted to do a music video for it. Uh, when the movie sat not going anywhere i was never really sure if 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 the film would get released so i had taken uh two of those songs waltzing with the dead and did a bad thing and i put them on my album of instrumental spooky instrumental guitar stuff called um angel in a haunted house and released all that together and i've always wanted to kind of like do something different with waltzing with the dead like do a music video do a fuller mix and all that stuff so yeah, when we're done here, I'm going to go home and finish the mix for uh, Waltzing with the Dead. I'm adding drums and other vocals. And uh, I, it was funny. I, I was going through the the, the, the Pro Tools file. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's a little, there's a track there that said electric guitar. And I'm like, electric? I never, there's no electric guitar in Waltzing with the Dead. I wonder what this is. And I, uh, I turned the track on and it's like a really cool guitar solo. <laughs> and I'm like, how can I, I wonder what I can do with this. So I'm trying to find a way to, to put that back in the song. So cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So are they going to be able to hear this new rendition when they go see the movie or is it something that they have to search out separately? No, that won't be in the movie. I'll release that to all my streaming channels. And, and uh, when I release the, it, that'll be the mix that's on the new music video. Cool. 
another thing you've been doing is you've been promoting your single Take What You Want. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? I mean, you had a five and a half stars from Recording Magazine. Yeah. Um, they have a they have a spot on their their uh, website where you can you know independent artists can submit your mix sort of sort of speak okay and um i did that and uh i i it had been out for a month before i even realized that it was available cuz somebody else mentioned it to me it was like hey congratulations on your your feature in uh recording magazine and i'm like i thought it was spam i was like what what is that <laughs> I had forgotten I had even had done this. Yeah. So I actually had to like Google the magazine and my name to, to, to find out if it was, if it was real. I was like, Hey, look at that. That's cool. So yeah, they had a, a nice review there and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to get that kind of, that kind of uh validation, I suppose. Yeah. You know, when you work hard on something and, and it, you think it sounds good and you, you want right. to hear if the professionals think it sounds good. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, that, that's played on, uh, WAPL and some internet, uh, rock stations. And, um, yeah, you know, when you're an indie artist, you're doing everything yourself. So trying to find time for promotions and, and things like that can be, can be a little difficult, yeah. but, uh, it's kind of slowly making progress uh getting picked up here and there so yeah
did that um did that get you lead you to anything else besides the award with with that song um did it lead me to anything else um i i know i think it was just a little uh little little fire you know to think well i should you know i should keep going good um yeah that that song is from uh, an album i did several years ago called pictures in the dark and um that album was getting finished uh, right around the time my my marriage was coming to an end and so <clears throat> the album just kind of sat for a long time it, it got re- you know released it to streaming services and stuff like that but uh recently i've decided to kind of take that album and do new versions of the songs and remixes and uh a couple of a couple of new songs and just sort of like reformatting the whole record and i'm going to re-release it so probably a single out of you know there'll be some singles that come out over a period of time and then the whole album will be out hopefully by springtime next year gotcha okay let's talk a little bit about your project studio is it basically just for you to work in do you have certain people that you invite in to do recordings or are you open for business how's how's that work for you that's a good question there was it when i first opened that studio i you know it was primarily project studio i i had other audio clients audio production clients i was never really set up to do a band um but i could work with you know songwriters and and stuff like that so i can do all the i can do the sequencing and if they need help with range arranging or you know composing that's something that i could do in in my space but i'm not really set up right now it's it's the studio is back in my own home now so i don't have a exterior you know office with a studio gotcha so primarily right now it's mostly for myself yeah i've I've got had to get keep it close to me so when I have the inspiration I can sit down and work on stuff. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, what are some other things that you've been involved with lately? Um, let's see. I'm trying to put uh, trying to get some people together to actually have sort of a working band. Um, I'm not one that uh, not played out a lot. I'm mostly mm-hmm. kind of writing. Um, I have some songs that I'm trying to demo to pitch to other artists i'd like to work with local musicians artists more than i do uh i'd like to get out into the into the into the scene a little bit more i tend to be more reserved in the way that i approach music i'm not really sure why that is um it's 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 been difficult for me to find people to collaborate with over the years because you know people are busy Sometimes you find people that are, are are musically talented, but they're not really on the same wavelength, or they're not taking it as seriously. They see it more as a hobby, and um, I really, you know, I see this more as as part of my career uh, as a profession. And um, finding people that think about it in that way is, you know, I'm up here in in Appleton, um, and there is a, there's a local music scene here, and that's great. But you know, if I was in Milwaukee or Chicago or someplace like that, um, maybe it would be easier to find more people that are, you know, uh, wanting to make a career of music. Right. I hear you. So, so how is the work-life balance then for you? Um, hmm. It's a, it's a little, it's a little rough right now because um, I had to take a full-time job last fall. 
So I'm, I'm basically working like a full-time job and then like two other part-time jobs. And so it's been pretty crazy over the last year, especially after getting uh, Ed Gein signed. So we're trying to prep uh, shows. I'm trying to do marketing for Ed Gein. Uh, we're working on uh, talking about Ed Gein the Musical 2. So we're working on script and story ideas for that. Um, yeah, there's it's 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 pretty uh, workaholic life right now. Yeah, to be honest. Like yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound like you have much downtime at all. No, mostly um, when I have time off, I get excited about having time off because I could try and get some things off of my list or get some time in the studio. You know, because the thing is, is like if when you're when you're a musician, when you're a writing musician, you're constantly getting ideas for things. Right. And if you don't have time to get into the studio and do some recording and, and you know, these ideas, they, they pile up on you and they pile mm. up and you feel the weight of all these ideas and these notebooks full of ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't have time to, to, to make something of them, it gets a little frustrating. Yeah, definitely. Cause you want to get that creation created basically. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking today, you know, like I, you know, not to uh, negate the importance of having a good idea, but I mean, ideas in, in, at some level are kind of like a dime a dozen, right? You can come up with ideas, but the, the, the process of taking idea to a finished work, um, to a finished piece of something, right? That's, that's when you have something, you know, if, if you, you could have a notebook full of ideas, but that's not anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just trying to get yourself organized and seeing what you have and see what works and what doesn't work. Just, you know, the typical everyday thing that an artist goes through basically. Yeah. As we're wrapping this up, is there anything I haven't asked you yet that you want to uh, let the listeners know about? Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I was a little bit more of a lively guest today. It's been a, it's been a long week and I feel a little sleep deprived. It's all good. You're, it's yeah. Still, yeah. Um, no, I, I'd love for people to uh, to check out uh, check out the music, check out the movie. Um, if listen, if you if you like the October season, right, mm-hmm. the 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 spooky season as people like to call it these days, um, I'd love for people to check out Angel in a Haunted House. It's the it's on Spotify and YouTube and all the streaming places. So I think that people would really dig it. It's kind of it's kind of experimental musically. Cool. It's like, um, I always say it's like, imagine, um, imagine Henry Mancini hiring, uh, Brian Setzer to help score an Ingmar Bergman film. (laughs) It's the, it's the soundtrack to the black and white ghost story in your soul. Very well described. Last question, a musical experience that had made a major impression on you, either being, an observer of it or being a part of it a musical experience that made an impression on me um hmm i'm trying to i'm trying to think um cuz i'm 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 sure there are well i'll say i'll say this back when um i don't know if you've ever heard of of a band called king's x oh yeah um but like from like from Gretchen goes to Nebraska through like ear candy, that series of like five or six records. Mm-hmm. Like you would just wait for that album to come out. And it, 
every every album you'd sit and listen to like that was like a magic experience because the music was just so interesting and innovative and good and heavy and um yeah i mean those days of of you know getting a new record and just sitting down and devouring it like i miss those days you know now everything is just like kind of like throwaway background music or whatever yeah. When you first mentioned uh, an experience, I don't know. I don't know why this. Sometimes something pops in your head and you can't get it out. But I, mm-hmm. I saw um, Big Head Todd and the Monsters at nice. uh, House of Blues in Orlando, and I think that might have been like one of the the maybe not the first shows, but one of the early shows where I like it really sounded amazing. Like so many times you like go to a show or go to a concert and it's not the band's fault, but just the venue does, doesn't sound great. Or anyway, I just, it was like one of the first shows I saw where I was like really sucked into the performance of the band, you know, and it just really sounded phenomenal because yeah. I'm a recorded music guy. Like I like, I like listening to records as a musician. That's how I, I think about music. It's about the recording I want to make great recordings like to me that's what that's how i ingest music it's through the i'm listening to the to the to the song and the composition and the recording quality like that you know and so live music has never been a thing that i like you know like oh i need to go to this see this show if it's somebody i really love then yeah but i've always been kind of a where you it's a solo thing like it's a it's a solitary thing right you're going to sit by yourself and listen to some phenomenal music um so i i like i said i kind of i kind of miss those those days gotcha yeah i i hear you um i can see it on both sides it's like for example steely dan does phenomenal um studio recordings and then you go see and they don't hardly play live, but when they do, it's, it's it can either be a phenomenal experience because you love the recording so well, or you love the recording so well that the live thing just doesn't do it for you with them. And there's probably multiple bands out there for people like that. Yeah. Sometimes the band sounds live like they do on the record. Mm-hmm. Some bands like to improvise. You know, I, I, I kind of like both. I like to see a band kind of, you know, have you know a song that sounds a certain way on a record or has a certain sort of structure arrangement and they do it differently in concert mm-hmm. i think that's kind of cool yeah definitely um you know kind of gives you a different angle or view of the, right. the song or how it's matured even right you know after it's been recorded and that's about all the questions i have for you so let's remind the listeners one more time when the musical is, is coming on the big screen again yep it's gonna be October 28th, De Pere Cinema in De Pere, <laughs> uh, 9-15. Where can they get tickets? So we're setting up, um, we plan to set up an online store at edgeenthemusical.com for people to pre-buy tickets. The venue doesn't doesn't do pre-sales or, or not very often, and so that seemed like that was going to be a little bit of a, a trouble. So we're just going to set up a link on our website for people to buy uh, pre-sale tickets uh, if that's what they want to do. I think it's a 140-seat theater, so we would love to sell it out. We had our last, in spring, we did a show in Oshkosh at the Time Cinema, 
and we had nearly 180 people so that was a that was a super fun show nice. at this show we're not going to be doing any of, the, any of the live music unfortunately because they just don't have the it's a traditional cinema they don't really have the space for it gotcha so it's just going to be us our our smiling uh faces and some merch that people can buy and uh a big hello so yeah so 15 dollars are uh, the tickets and uh october 28th at in De Pere. excellent well will thank you so much for being on the wisconsin music podcast it's been a pleasure you know meeting you hearing the great things that you've been a part of especially uh, helping promoting you know the wisconsin music scene it's great to have you on well thanks very much for having me that's a wrap for today's episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. A big thank you to our guest, Will Kaiser, for sharing his incredible journey and musical endeavors with us. It's been a true pleasure having him on the show. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay up to date with the latest in Wisconsin's vibrant music scene, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook under the handle Wisconsin Music Podcast. Don't forget to check out Will Kaiser's music and projects and support local talent. You can find him at willkaiser.com. That's W-I-L-L-K-E-I-Z-E-R.com. And be sure to follow him on social media for the latest updates and releases. And a special shout out to Fox City's Indie Radio for rebroadcasting our podcast on their station. You can catch our episodes on Fox City's Indie Radio every Thursday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. as we continue amplifying Wisconsin music. If you have any feedback, suggestions for future guests, or just want to say hello, feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from our listeners. You can send us an email at wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com or in our DMs on Instagram and Facebook. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes, and until next time, keep the music alive and keep supporting your local artists. This is Zach Fell signing off. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Mm -hmm.